spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock Podcast, and it's my privilege today to have a very special guest on my show. Her name is Tammy Powers. Tammy and I kind of have uh, the same philosophy about women in motorsports, and we think there's some things that need to change and need to grow, and I know Tammy's all on board about that, and she's going to tell us all about what she's doing and how she Uh, got to this place in her life. But first, Tammy, I want to welcome you to the show. And I would like you to just share a little bit about yourself so my listeners can get to know you a little bit better. Awesome, Melinda. First of all, thank you for reaching out and having me on today. It's nice to get a break in the action. I've been prospecting and selling and and designing decks and it has been a whirlwind of of pitching and it's really fun to take a a little time out to uh, connect with one of my motorsports sisters in you and my fellow Michigander. Um, I I love that you're in you're in a great little town in Kalamazoo. I was born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan. My family um, immigrated from Poland uh, a long time ago and um, uh, there were generations of farmers and automotive uh, blue-collar workers, and I couldn't uh, have imagined a more robust and incredible childhood growing up in Michigan. Um, th- th- that's where my heart and soul will always be, even though I'm in Los Angeles now. Um, you can take the girl out of the Midwest, but you can't take the Midwest out of the girl. Um, I'm very proud of that. So, um, you know, I-, I wanted to come on today because I, I, there's such a great feeling right now. And I feel like the bubble is about to burst. And there are so many incredible women and men that are really elevating um, minorities and women in motorsports right now across all the leagues. I mean, we've we've heard sort of the, the, the leagues talk the talk, but they really haven't walked the walk. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're coming into a time where um, the, 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 the gentlemen in the C-suite, uh, are, are realizing that this is really good for business because when you look at the numbers and you see that 85% of the buying power in the home, uh, that influences is female. And then you look at the race fans now coming in across all leagues. So you talk about formula racing, NASCAR, NHRA, IMSA, all of them, you look at the data and you sort of um, analyze it. And we're seeing that uh, 40%, um, that's the the base of women in motorsports. But now going into the next chapters of motorsport, one out of every two new fans are female. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see that number just keep ticking up. And I think it's a great time to inspire brands to come in now and look at the female talent that's there, not only on the track, but behind the scenes. Right. Because for the last 20 years of my experience working for Alan Johnson in the NHRA, 
I was, you know, there was a few of us there right. uh, back in the day and we kind of all look at each other, but we never really talked and because we were doing our own things and we didn't know like what it felt like, I, you know, it was just odd. And now you're seeing uh, women walking around um, the racetracks now with, you know, executive positions, right. marketing positions, PR positions, uh, you know, development, marketing. I mean, you're just seeing it everywhere. And and I think that we're coming of age in motorsport and it really, it feels good. There's so much work to do. And the good news is I don't feel like the lone soldier on the field anymore. I really feel like right. we have a coalition of men and women um, and the younger generation coming up who are energized and are going to put a shock and disrupt the system. And it's going to just be great all around for everyone. And it's certainly going to be great for brands and for business. I totally agree. And, you know, I, I think I, I read like three or four years ago that women were, you know, at that time, 30% of the people attending races. And I'm not sure how they came up with that number, but anyway, and, and now it's 40% and, you know, down the road, it's going to be 50, 60% because, you know, women are going to be like, okay, let's buy tickets to go to this. You know, they're the buy, they're the decision makers. We know that they decide what what type of um, green beans to buy, what type of toilet paper to buy, right? And so yeah. we know that that those are the people that these brands need to be speaking to. And you know, one of the things that we were going to do last year was have events at NASCAR tracks and some other tracks um, geared towards women and not just women, but getting women to understand that motorsports is for them too. It's not just your husband's thing, you know, and have an event where, where women could see other women and, and network and get together. And of course, COVID took care of that, but we are working on a couple events yet this year and then 2022 but i know that you're you know you're invested in getting these brands to see the value in the women that are involved and so i know your, your business is called power driven motorsports futures i wrote it down because i want to be sure i got it right so tell me how did you come about thinking about the name for that and what it, what is that all about tell me about it so little, little correction, it's Power Drive Motorsport oh, yes. Futures. Power Drive, and that's it's, what I wrote down. It's, <laughs> no worries, no I worries. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, you know, I, I sat with it and I, and I watched the documentary about Janet Guthrie. And while we were all locked down, my daughter's 20 feet away in homeschool and and I really wanted to, I've always wanted to do more. I mean, I marked my 20 years in motorsports. I wanted to say, what does the next 20 mean to me? And what problems can I solve? What, how can I leave more of a legacy in motorsports as, as a female? And, you know, having an incredible boss like Alan Johnson and just the mentorship and the, the positive, positivity and um, that he's brought to my career. And, and just, he's just been incredible. What am I going to leave for the next 20? And I watched the documentary about Janet Guthrie called Qualified. And, and that was 40 years ago, over 40 years ago, her career abruptly ended because she could not get a corporate sponsor. Mm -hmm. And it, they, it's like they almost used her 
um, as a gimmick, you know, to attract eyes, to get those news people to buy those newspapers with her on the cover, the woman in the Indy 500. And I, I don't, I hadn't really seen a lot of progress in the major leagues uh, with that, with corporate brands, you know, uh, supporting women and with the leagues themselves and the team owners really uh, developing women drivers. And so I thought, how can I fill that gap? How can I bridge that gap, right? And so I, I, I said, let me use the relationships that I have, uh, that I have been blessed enough to curate over the years and, um, and, and see what I can come up with. So I put the feelers out there. I had a lot of meetings about this. I did a lot of research. I, I looked at the studies. Are women, are women equal to men in a race car? Let's look at the science. Let's look at the data. And I looked at it and I said, oh my God, they're, they're a little bit better in some things in a race car. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, as far yeah. as G-force G tolerance and, 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 you know, the thermal air temperature and all the stuff that happens in the cockpit is, is not something that women falter in. It's, it, we're equal in it. And so um, it, the only thing that they were missing is the opportunity, the seat time, the, the support. Mm -hmm. And I thought, why don't I create a startup that does one thing it connects the next best in class female race car drivers with forward-thinking brands who are walking the talk in diversity inclusion and equity so simple right, right. <laughs> like right. what am i going to call this thing right and um and, and if you look at my website at powerdrivemf.com you'll see it's very simple what the name means so the power is in the money and the brands and, and that, that corporate connection. Um, we know it worked so well for Danica and GoDaddy. Okay. She basically built that company. She did. Um, Danica Patrick did. And um, that's the power. And then the driver, the athletes. Um, I have met the most incredible athletes. Mm -hmm. And to branch off from the NHRA where... Uh, it's normalized for women to be competing alongside men and to look at IndyCar and, and formula racing and uh, sports car racing and, and to look around, there's so much great talent that needs to be elevated. Mm -hmm. um, very marketable women that are absolutely phenomenal at what they're doing. And they just need now that corporate backing and they will shine. And right. so um, that's the motorsport futures part of it. So, uh, you know, I could have called it power drive motorsports marketing. I could have called it, you know, a lot of things that were sort of, you know, uh, par for the course. I wanted to elevate it even more and talk about it as motorsport futures, because that's where we're going. That's where the global, the $6 billion a year global motorsports market is going into the future. So power drive motorsport futures is, uh, uh, what I came up with, I was so happy to work with my daughter, Gemma, who is turning nine on August 10th. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, working on uh, just the startup with me and to have uh, her by my side uh, a lot of the time giving me her feedback. I mean, she knows what she likes and, and we've got to know what the next generation likes and what their, what their eyes see. And she helped me a lot with the design and, and, and the imagery of the website. And I would read her every word on that website was written by me and 
and, and I would read it to her and she would say, mommy, that sounds great. You know? So it was, it was a bittersweet last year and a half. Um, and I would say, uh, I'm focusing mostly on the sweet. <laughs> yeah, we have to, don't we, <clears throat> you know, as, as rough as last year was, there are so many good things that did come out of it. Um, you know, I kind of refer to 2020 as a, as a step back and reevaluate year. We were forced to spend times with our families, some of us that don't. I mean, I, my husband and I spend a lot of time together, but, you know, you, you hear people talk about they really got to know their kids because yeah. they did spend a lot of time with them. Um, and all these different things. And you can find the good if you look. It wasn't all bad. And so I, I'm with you. Let's focus on what good happened out of last year. And then what I love about the name of your business is the word futures. That word to me is not only a positive word, but it gives us hope. It's, you know, marketing, the word marketing, it's in every business name, right? This is different. You're focusing on the futures of these young women. You're focusing yes. on the future of maybe that corporate brand, just like GoDaddy. Who ever heard of GoDaddy until Danica had it on her car? Nobody. Now we all have GoDaddy websites and, and that's where we buy our, our uh, domain names and everything. And so, you know, mm -hmm. who knows who the next one is gonna be that you're gonna find that's going to turn a small company that nobody's heard of into a household name. And that's what Absolutely. I love about what you're doing. Yeah. And there was a CMO at GoDaddy who saw the vision and saw the broad picture and uh, never wavered and said, this is what, this is what we're doing to build this company. And it made GoDaddy the Uber of domains, right? I mean, right. You can have Lyft, you can have, you know, ride sharing, but we know Uber and, and that's because they did it right. They knew how to brand it. They knew how to sell it. They knew how to, yeah. how to have that, that, that sentiment that that's what people go to when they think of ride share. Well, when people go to domains, they think of GoDaddy and that's because of Danica Patrick period. Right. And so, um, and the CMO who believed in her and elevated her and they had a plan they had a strong plan and they, and they followed through and they never wavered and they did it. Yeah. And so, you know, people say to me, you know, a lot of the times, you know, well, Danica Patrick never won a NASCAR cup race. And I thought, well, I can name 28 men that never have either that have been in there for years. Exactly. Exactly. And, and how we, how we combat those types of comments is um, we normalize women in NASCAR. We can't just have one. We've got to have, more than one, more than two, more than three. And that way it's not like, oh, the female or, oh, the woman, it's going to be, oh, the racer, oh, or, you know, or whatever yeah. her name is, you know, uh, they don't call Kyle Bush the man. Although, although he is the m and yeah, yeah, but they call my boss the man too, Alan Johnson. He was on the cover of uh, Drag Illustrated and it says the man. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's an earned title for sure. But, um, but I, you know, my hope is to normalize it because if you go into the NHRA and you go into the junior dragster series and you see, uh, the young, young boys and girls, uh, eight years old, 
you know, dr driving the little junior dragsters together, if you pulled a little boy aside and you said, what's it like to race alongside a girl? He would look at you and go, what do you mean? So this is definitely, um, you know, a cultural thing. It's how we are depicting um, uh, women in the media. It's how we're depicting women um, across social media, which is another a whole nother animal, but um, we have to, it starts at home. It's, you know what I love about um, the trend that I've seen in the past couple of decades in racing is that a lot of these, these really incredible veteran racers like John Force, Mike Salinas, um, you know, you look around and so many of them had daughters mm -hmm. only. Yeah. Right. John Force, three daughters. I remember an interview he did uh, when they were little and God, this just ages me when I think about how little those kids were when I first saw them, but, um, you look at the interview he did and he said, Oh my God, you know, I'm John Forrest. I'm the greatest funny car driver in the world. And, and I had these three daughters, like, what am I going to do with three daughters? And, and look at what they did. Right. Yeah. And so same thing with Mike Salinas of the scrappers team, you know, he's got all these daughters and you know, what are they going to do? Well, they're all racing. Right. <laughs> you know? right. um, they're competing for his seat in top fuel. Look out, Mike, you know, and, and so, and it's across the board. And a lot of girls that I talk to um, across the, the globe, the open wheel racers, the same thing. They're like, my dad, you know, wanted a son to sort of, you know, pass on the legacy and he had a daughter. So, um, but they have the racing in their blood, just like a son would. They have the, the, the passion, the drive, the fuel, the, the focus. Um, and, and that's just proving to be true in the results. So I'm, I'm really excited that, that, you know, the universe threw us a, threw us a solid by having all these great daughters to these, uh, you know, legendary, uh, racers. Well, and you know, what's interesting. So I interview a lot of women, girls, um, I do a digital magazine. I don't know if you knew that. And I tell the stories of women in motorsports and 99% of them you've never heard of, but they all have a great story. And it's, it's amazing to me how many times, and this just happened yesterday, how many times a girl will say to me, yeah, my brother's really not into racing. He likes baseball. That's what me and my dad do together. And I hear it over and over and over. So even when there are sons in the family, doesn't automatically mean they're going to be interested in, in motorsports or following many times it's the daughter that does it with her dad. And it's, it's yeah. just such a great bonding thing. And I just love hearing those girls tell me that it's something they're making memories with their dad. How cool is that? It's the coolest thing ever. And I can tell you in my family, I have an older brother who um, raced to street cars in Martin, Michigan, and I would just obsessively follow him around. I was the most annoying little sister ever, but I was obsessed with the American metal. I just, the, the sound, the smell, the rubber, the everything. But my dad was a huge NASCAR fan. He always said, drag racing isn't real racing until I, I, I opened him up to the nitro, <laughs> the nitro field. And he went, okay, it's racing. It's definitely racing. Uh -huh. But I would have those drag racing moments with my brother and I would have the NASCAR memories with my dad. And I always remember um, walking down the street, coming home on race day. And I'm telling you, we were the loudest house on the block. You could hear, my dad had the TV, so, he had Stroh's on tap, 
in the kitchen, like that was, we had Stroh's beer on tap in my yeah. kitchen and I would come down and I, and I always knew it's, it's race day. I got to get home and watch the race with my dad. I'd be walking, you know, leaving my friend's house, walking down the street and I could hear the TV, you know, gentlemen start your, in, like, and it was the, it was like a concert hall. When you walked into our den, it was the, it was loud. It was crazy. My mom was cooking up, you know, uh, you know, ribs and, you know, just making food. And, and it was just a, it was a, it was a beautiful time that I had with my dad. And, and, uh, and I remember, uh, I was so grateful to Alan Johnson because, um, uh, back in the early two thousands, it was right before Winston left. It probably was the year 2000, um, Alan arranged for my parents to go to a Winston Cup race in Las Vegas. And I had the best day with my parents. And then unfortunately, um, the next year my dad got cancer and then he passed away in 2002. But whenever I think about him, I think about the moments I had with him talking about racing and what an influence that was just because it's just the passion and the fire in your belly. And I've taken that on my journey with me and motorsports. And I never thought I would be an executive in motorsports. It, you just don't know. And that's why I always tell people, make sure you look back at your life and, and you can figure out where you need to go by, by looking back to the moments, the profound moments in your life that moved you. Mm-hmm. And that's how you... Um, you get that fire, like I said, in your belly and that passion. And that's then what you have to latch onto in your future, because that is what you're going to, that's, what's going to expand for you. And that's how you're going to become successful and feel good about what you're doing. You know, I mentioned before, I'm, I'm literally prospecting, doing decks, making calls, doing emails, all this stuff, probably 12 hours a day. But to me, it doesn't feel like work mm-hmm. because the passion is what's fueling this the need to bridge the gap, to leave a better motorsport space for the next generation of women and minorities and, and people who wouldn't uh, have those opportunities. Right. If they're ready, if they're marketable, I, I want to know you and, and I want to elevate you. And so um, that doesn't feel like work to me. It feels so fulfilling and that's what you have to find in your own life. And, and, you know, I'm mentoring young women and, and telling them in motorsports or not in motorsports, what, what do you feel in your belly, the fire? That's what you have to focus on. And that's where you, where you have to let it lead you. Right. And you know, the mentoring part, I think is so important because um, I had someone say to me, oh, I met so-and-so, a young gal that, that races and she's not anybody famous. She's still, you know, down in, in a lower series and she drives a sprint car. And they, they said, yeah, I met so-and-so, but she didn't look me in the eye. She didn't really have a lot to say. And they named off these things and they were like, what she didn't know is that I want, I was thinking about sponsoring her or, you know, and, and she didn't give them a good impression. And she lost that opportunity without even knowing it was an opportunity. And so what they, they need to be the whole package, don't they? They can't yeah. just drive a car. They need to be able to speak well and market themselves. And they don't have to be the most gorgeous girl at the track. They have to be confident and, and be able to speak about what they love and that kind of thing. And that's where, you know, um, I think the, the mentoring part 
is just as important as learning how to drive the car. Absolutely. And I think that uh, these young girls, a lot of them have told me, you know, I feel so confident in the car, but I don't feel confident anywhere else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've, they've really taken to that safe space that they have. Mm -hmm. um, they're in complete control and they've done this probably since they were eight years old. So they feel very confident in the car um, or in the cart or whatever it is. But the minute they step out and, and, and what we have to do is really infuse that confidence in who they are outside right. of the car, right? Because yeah. these, they need to be marketable. They need to be able to look people in the eye, sh do, do a firm handshake, um, be their authentic selves, but be confident in that. And so, you know, that's what we, you know, us older, older broads. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm way older than you. <laughs> that's what we do. And, and they look up to us and they see, you know, uh, the, the, the bigger presence we have in their space or it, mentoring them even on a Zoom meeting or a call and give them permission to have that confidence and, and have women that they can look up to and men for that confidence. See, see what Kyle Bush does, see what, you know, Dale Jr., how, how did he gain his confidence, you know, uh, being, you know, being the son of the, le you know, the legend, Right. Uh, you know, Dale Earnhardt, it's like, you've got to have that confidence because it's, it's not, a, and it shouldn't be about looks. It should be about what you, what energy you emote, what are you putting off to people? It's how you make people feel. Right. right? And so if, if, if I walk up and I can't look someone in the eye and I'm very, you know, uncomfortable, or I'm not confident, um, that's not how they want their brand to be depicted. No. Right. And the other thing is, you know, I had a, a pitch the other day for a young driver and, and they told me, they said, she just doesn't look polished. Yeah. She was wearing flip-flops in the picture. Like, and it was not in a place she would wear flip-flops. She wasn't at the beach, you know? And so, you know, getting that feedback helps me to mentor um, what these people are looking at and, and, right. and what's important to them as brands. And, and, and you've got to be marketable with whatever you do. So from social media to, you know, social media is a big, big thing. And, and these young people need to understand that that internet stuff never goes away. Nope. And, and whatever your brand is, you need to find that and you need to stay on brand with whatever you do in public and whatever you yeah. do in social media. Oh yeah. And the social media will make you or break you for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I just did a podcast and met a young gal from Wisconsin and she grew up as a racing fan. She's never driven a car. And I don't even know really exactly what possessed her in a way to start this, but she goes to the track and she interviews drivers and she has a little on Facebook and she, you know, and she's amazing and she's 18 years old and she's found her passion. You know, she wants to be a teacher so that in the, in the school year, she can teach when there's no racing. And then in the summer, she's free to go to these tracks and interview these drivers. And she's 18 years old. I had no idea when I was 18 years old what I wanted to do or anything like that. And she's just amazing. And, and when you say, you know, polished and, and how she looks, she was telling me about a company that came on board with her, saw what she was doing 
and they said, here, we want you to have a professional looking shirt. We want you to have this. And so they're sponsoring her and they're also mentoring her of how to look professional, how to talk professional. And I go back, she's 18 years old. And so the more you can- It's amazing. The more you can help and, and mentor these young gals and not even just the young ones. I mean, there's, there's some women that are out there driving in their 40s, 50s, whatever, that could use a little help in that area as well. You know, when you, even when you go to the racetrack, look professional, uh, you know, and so Talk your I, shirt in, wear a belt. Exactly. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a professional sport. We need to brand it as such and really walk that talk as far as, you know, just being on our professional game because we want to attract the non-endemics. We want to attract uh, new eyes and different businesses. And that's how you do that. Um, the, the, you know, professionalism. And I love that this young lady, 18 years old, is going to be a teacher. Imagine what she's going to bring back after a summer at the racetrack, the, the, the energy and the synergies of, of a racing family of, of just that feeling that I wish everyone in the world could experience, you know, she's going to bring that back into her classroom and that's going to be a, a great asset for her students. And I'm, I'm just, I love that. I love seeing these young women who, who she, she had an idea and she went for it. And that's the confidence that I wish more of these young women had. And and, and, and I always say, you know, if a smile or a yawn is infectious, let's, let's, let's do that with confidence, the women in motorsports for, for the younger ones coming up. Let's, let's bring them that confidence that we know they have. Well, on the other side to, you know, women looking professional is I think in, across the board, it would elevate the entire sport because yeah. when you go to a small track, you know, I have two tracks within 15 minutes, either way of me. And my granddaughter's race. And so, you know, part of them being involved in racing is finding sponsors and things, you know, like that. But um, to elevate everyone, when you go to the track, it looks more like a professional sport, not like you just came from gardening and you're filthy dirty and you got an old t-shirt. You know what I mean? Let's, let's everybody what is it they say rising tide raises all boats and so um, oh absolutely yeah yeah just like remember what flying used to be like on airlines you know women wore gloves <laughs> yes yes and, yeah i get it and and i think it just as a whole i think it's um it, it's like we have to lead by example mm -hmm. and um and i think that's where it starts i think the people that pay uh their their hard-earned money to come in and watch races um you know we they come to see the show they come to see us and a lot of the people that are behind the scenes and the people who are putting on the show and and the tuners the teams the drivers i i, I think we all just need to lead by example mm -hmm. and influence that way um and I think you'll see a, a shift in it. And, and I'm excited. I mean, I, I, I'm going to Sonoma. I'm going to Sonoma um, in nine days, <laughs> counting the days down. I will be there uh, for the NHRA event in, in Sonoma. And then the weekend after that, I'll be in Pomona, uh, California, Los Angeles area for, it's actually the NHRA Winter Nationals that have now, <laughs> they were supposed to be right. our opening race are now at the end of July. So we're, I think it's still called the Winter Nationals, but that's okay as long as we're there and, and everything is full capacity, it looks like here in California. So yeah. we've come a long way 
Um, really excited about what's happening in the NHRA. Uh, they're just, they're doing great things. And, and I, and I love it because it's the most diverse, uh, motorsport on the planet. We have everything for everyone there. And when I go there and see, you know, Brittany and Leah and everybody, Erica Enders, I mean, come on, right. Yeah. You go there and you see the Selena sisters, you see all of these great women competing alongside men and it's normalized and you look into our stands and you see just about everything and everybody. And um, it's, it's a great feeling. And it gives me hope that I can take this, uh, what I've learned and what I've seen in the NHRA and how well it works and take that to other leagues and, mm-hmm. and sprinkle a little bit of that love in there. And, and I think we're, we're on, a, on a good path. Absolutely. So you met, mentioned Martin, Michigan, which is still going strong with races. So a few years ago, three or four years ago, a friend of mine that I'd met through social media was going to be racing there. And I hadn't been to Martin in years. And so I went up to watch her race. And when I started the IWMA, I mean, I knew there were a lot of women involved in racing, right? But I really had no idea how many, because I was, I've just, I, I, every day I'm overwhelmed and shocked by how many women, and I'm just getting more and more connections and it's so fun but I went to watch and I went into the pits which is another thing about racing you have such access to the drivers so I went into the pit area and the junior dragsters were running and I walked down where they were staging and there was just as many little girls as there were little boys if not more and I could not believe it I was like these little tiny girls in these in these cars and and then to watch him race and I was just blown away honestly by how many there were and how serious they were about it and how dedicated I talked to some of them and they were just amazing little girls and those are the future of all of our sports whether it be drag racing or NASCAR or sprint cars whatever it is that's the future and that's that's what you're helping with. And that's what I love about what you're doing. Yeah. And, and I want there to be a place for them when they're ready or if they choose to go pro. And right now there isn't. Yeah. So I look at those young, I've seen the, the junior dragsters race in Vegas. It is the funnest part of my day. It just because the biggest smile on my face Yeah. because I watched them get suited up. I watched them put their helmets on. I watched how fiercely focused they are oh, yeah. and how competitive they are. They, they want to, they want to kick ass. They, I mean, they, they're in there and, and they have one mission and that's A to B and I'm beating whoever's next to me. Right. Yeah. And you see it in their little faces and it's the cutest thing ever. And, and, um, she deserves a seat at the table. Uh-huh. She deserves a seat at the table and I will work tirelessly day and night until this changes. And, um, that makes me happy. Yeah. And so I am, I, I have so much gratitude it just because of the people that I know and the people I've met and the people that are talking about power drive and the people who are, um, you know, 
really, really invested in, in, in working with me to find solutions. And, you know, the people in power, the people that can do something, they're listening now. Um, we're making progress every single day. My mom told me the other day, she said, oh my God, honey, you're working so many hours. You need to rest. You need to, and I do, and, and I do find that downtime, but during the week it's, it's on. Okay. And my mom said to me the other day, she's like, so how was your day? And I said, mom, I got, I got so much done. And, blah, blah. and she says, honey, as long as you can put your head down on your pillow at night, knowing you did everything that you could that day rest well, my love. That's what she said. Sleep well, sleep your eight hours and then get up and then you can do it again. You got to recharge. And so there's just so much like beauty in this and just uh -huh. the people around me are just so supportive and the women I've met, the men, just everybody that has just been so incredible. You know, I know Amanda Busick has been on your show and, uh -huh. and she's just a phenomenal woman. Um, you know, Cindy Sisson has been on your show, I believe. And, and, yeah. and she is, she is hell bent on, on, on these same types of initiatives. And, you know, Lynn, Lynn St. James has been on uh, a lot of the podcasts I've been listening to shifting gears women. And, and I, I just, these, there's so many great women that are now coming out of the shadows. And like, that's what COVID did. It brought us all out of of wherever we were, the bubbles we were in and put us on these Zoom meetings and these conferences and everybody's seeing each other from all across the globe. And we're really, the collaboration yes. is powerful and, and you can feel it. And that's why the shift is happening yeah. because when we all come together, it's just this force that just, you, it's just, it's just a force and, yeah. and you can't deny it. It's just amazing. Well, you know, when I first started, IWMA, it was a, it was a little overwhelming when I realized how many women there were. And it was like, I want to tell the stories. I want to have events. I want to do all these things. And I, I kind of felt at times I was just one person. How am I going to do this? Well, then people would start recommending someone to interview or this, or, Hey, could you come to this event? We'd love to have you come. And then, you know, in in 2020 and now 2021, I've met so many amazing women that have the same um, vision that I have, like, like Cindy, um, yourself, like um, Teresa Gilpatrick, she works for yep. Skip Barber Racing, great interview. Yep. Um, I've met some women who are like, yes, let's do this. Let's have some events at the Skip Barber Racing schools geared towards women. Let's do this. And I'm just, I'm just totally re-energized uh, about everything that I'm doing and the people that I've met and how we can work together to, you know, make this all successful. So I, I absolutely love it. So Tammy, it all you... starts with an idea, right? It starts with something that you feel needs to change or a problem you can solve, or, I mean, that's how it starts. And so many people have so many great ideas and and you come together and as long as you you're focused, dedicated, passionate about it and have follow through, um, you're going to see progress. It's just, it's undeniable. That's the way the universe works. Mm -hmm. What you put in is what you get back out. And so um, I am so excited about the rest of this year and moving into 2023 with some great uh, female athletes coming up. And, and I'm just so excited about the future for them. And 
what I'm doing this year is uh, it meetings and meetings and really the awareness. Um, I think a lot of times, a lot of CEOs don't even know what's happening on the ground. I think that there's so many um, layers of people between mm. the ground and them. Um, Cause some of the CEO meetings that I've gotten um, where I've gotten the meeting with the CEO starting at the top had no idea. Yeah. None of them have had any idea of what's happening on the ground. Um, and, and that is something that um, has worked well for me starting from the top down, because a lot of times there are people that don't want to do anything different because they're afraid if it doesn't work out, then it's on them. Yeah. They don't want to take the, the, the right. risk of doing anything different. So they just stay the status quo. Then they, their job is secure. They're just going to do what they know works okay. Mm -hmm. um, they're a little less, uh, uh, you they're reluctant to, um, elevate and, and think outside the box and think of anything different to try because they don't want to take that risk. Right. And so when I talk to CEOs, they tell me all the time, had I had known this, um, you know, I, you know, um, thank you for bringing this to light for me. I had no idea. This yeah. is the, what the numbers are. And this is what this looks like in motorsport. And this is, you know, what's not happening for women and what should be happening for women. And these are your customers. This is your buying power. Yeah. These are your influence. Right. And so they don't know it now. They, now I'm, uh, you know, and I'm chipping away at it and it, and it takes a village. We're all building one brick by brick and and, and I'm part of that. And there's a lot of other women who are, are also formidable parts of that, but we're going to get it done. Yeah. And, and that's what I know. Yeah. I, and I, I love what you, you're starting at the top. So this is what I found out. When I, when I reach out to someone famous in motorsports, a woman, rarely do I get a no about an interview or a story, you yeah. know? But I was cautious or maybe reluctant at times to reach out to some of those people because who am I? They don't know me, you know, et cetera. And now that I've learned that we're all, we're all in this together, we're all trying to go for the same end result, right? And, and so those are the people that I now are starting to connect with, starting to meet, and it's just changing everything, you know, and I love that you're starting at the top. That's, you know, you're, you're at the top. You should be connecting to the CEO, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of times it's, you know, I've had a couple of them say to me, I'm going to introduce you to my C-suite and I'm like, let's, let's do it, you know? And, and, but this whole marketing thing and selling sponsorships is a whole nother animal. That's a whole nother three hour podcast, but it is. <laughs> um, there, the, you have to have a lot of, a lot of great instincts in sales and, and, and dealing with selling and people and, and, and really you have to have a, a, a large brain that can be very organized and think on your feet and, and you have to have great research skills. I mean, this is the, the hardest part of motorsports is selling motorsport sponsorships. I mean, it is. It's the hardest part. But what I what what, what I I could never do this if it wasn't something I was passionate about and putting you know female first and then uh, minorities. I, I couldn't I couldn't do this uh, as a career. Um, it's part of what I'm doing for Power Drive is connecting the corporate brands to the athletes. Um, I just can't wait till they're all connected and then I can just watch them race. 
Yeah, that's that's coming, and it it'll it definitely will happen. Yeah, what a what a positive, um, exciting time it is to be involved in motorsports. I just I love it. I'm actually going to Nashville to the um, drive. Oh, just women with drive. Women who women drive. with drive. Yes. And I'll see you there, Melinda. I'll see Good. you there. I'm, I'm I'll be there. For that event. I've never been to a road course race and, and it, or an indie race. And so as I was telling my husband, you know, I was going to go by myself. He said, well, I've never been to an indie or a road course race. And so he's, and I said, well, do you want to go? So he's going to come along and hang out in Nashville while we have our women's event on on friday then we're going to go to the race on uh the race on the weekend and so i i'm excited about that because he's he likes racing he doesn't necessarily want to spend three days at bristol at a track doing what yeah. i do which i understand but um but he is going to come to nashville so that's going to be fun to have him along for that but um i'm excited to see you there i'm excited for that event that's going to be amazing and i know you and i will both encourage anybody listening to find out more about it there's going to be a big um big spread in the magazine coming out tomorrow about it so um that's going to be a great weekend it is going to be phenomenal i can't wait i'm going in thursday evening um i have to leave saturday uh late afternoon because i have to be back in la for my daughter's birthday party i will not miss that on sunday um, that is something, uh, you know, cause last year she didn't get her birthday at all. Right. It was just zoom with her grandma and Nana and, you know, she had a little cake <laughs> yeah. on zoom. It was horrible. So, um, she's having, we're having a big birthday party for her on Sunday. So I'm, I'm flying back Saturday night to make that, that, that yeah. I gotta, I gotta do the mommy thing and I'm not missing her little ninth no. birthday, that poor thing. So, um, coming back for that, but I'm really excited to, um, be seeing all the women, um, from shifting gears, it's going to be incredible. Um, you know, Cindy and Lynn uh, are, are putting on a great event, and yeah. it's going to be—it's going to feel so good to finally see everyone in person. Yeah, uh, Amanda Busick's going to be there. Uh, yeah. She'll be our our commentator, and um, it, it's just going to be incredible. And and Beth Rutta, I believe, is going to be there, yeah. and um, just so many incredible women in motorsports, and to finally see all of us in person, let me tell you, it's going to be one hell of a party. I can tell it you is. that. And <laughs> it is. The guys are going to be envious. They're going to be like, where are you guys going? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, who's in town? What's all this excitement? <laughs> and look at, look at all we're bringing to the economy in Nashville sponsors. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're going to be, we're going to be lighting that place up. Uh, the ladies are so yeah. um, they're watching. They're watching. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Well, Tammy, why don't you tell, tell us or, you know, let people know how can they find you if they're interested in working with you or they want to know more about PowerDrive? How do they get a hold of you? What's the best way? So I just visit my website, www.powerdrivemf for motorsportfutures.com on Instagram and Twitter at PowerDriveMF. And you can email me directly through the website or DM me through social media. I'm always about it 24-7. Um, let's talk about putting some women in some great race cars. Absolutely. I'm excited to see what's going to come from all the all your hard work and 
it, it's going to be fun to watch you and, and the women that you're going to be helping. So I'm excited about that. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I can't wait to meet you in person. You know, it feels like we've been friends and it's just through the Zoom and, and messaging. And then when you finally get to meet, it just makes it so much more real that, you know, these women are, are all about what I'm about and we've all heading in the same direction. And I, I love that because sometimes it feels like you're all by yourself. And so this is going to going to make us all feel like we've got a whole community, a whole tribe of women that are, that are all focusing on the same thing. And I'm excited about that. So Tammy, do you have any last thoughts that you want to share? I just want to thank you, Melinda, for all you do. Um, and just for having me on today, I love talking about power drive and, and these young women and the business and and it just now just gave me more fuel to get through the rest of my day um, here in Los Angeles to really get people engaged. And so thank you for the time today. And I want to say hi to all your listeners and, and hopefully see everyone at a racetrack near you soon. Sounds like a plan. Well, thank you. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. All right. Thanks, Melinda. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at IWMA Nation at gmail.com.